0: No, like a hypothetical for me would be like, say you went to jiu school one day with one of your friends who could pass as, you know, one of those people that you adopt on TV for like at 3 o'clock in the morning for a penny a day because he looks like he's starving.
1: <laughs> with Sarah McLachlan songs playing in yeah, the background. Yeah, uh, it gets me every time. I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter.
0: And I'm Mike Callahan, Brazilian jiu-jitsu brown belt and law enforcement officer.
1: Coming up on the show this week, we're looking at lineage in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and whether it's as important as some people make it seem.
0: Plus, is there an actual chance that Dana White blocks a charity match from happening?
1: And we have a big fight announcement for you, but before we dive into all of that, this episode of the show is brought to you by Crown Rash Guards.
0: Yeah, we've been using their products for a little while now.
1: They're minimalist rash guards, which means that they're not super over the top and neon colors, and they're actually pretty affordable. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of fire
0: breathing dragons on my rash guards and um, I can't stand when a rash guard will start riding up on you in the middle of a roll and, and these rash guards don't do that.
1: And, and it doesn't happen to me either and you can see we have um, different body types so make sure you definitely check out crownrashguards.com. Yeah we'll put a link at the bottom so go to their website and buy one. And this is where I usually say, welcome to That Jiu-Jitsu Podcast. So imagine you're Ensign Inouye, and you've been a black belt since 1999, and the IBJJF tells you that they're not going to recognize your black belt, and that your academy can't be registered as an official academy, and your students can't compete under your banner.
0: Yeah. Who... Where is his academy at? He, is he in Guam? All right, well, regardless. The fucking John Lewis is the guy who is tied to the start of the UFC. Because John Lewis was the guy who gave Dana White and the Fertitas the, the jiu-jitsu lesson. Like, the, John Lewis is as le, not, I wouldn't want to say as legit, but he was like an OG. Like, he was one of the guys back then so for him for them to fucking just arbitrarily discredit this guy's black belt
1: like yeah john lewis gave him his black belt that's the thing it's not like he got a black belt it's like he got a black belt from nobody like he got a black belt from a legitimate instructor the problem is because ensign posted an instagram thing where to register your academy as a black belt you have to go to like multiple certification classes and like a CPR class and you have to pay like a $400 processing fee so it's almost like they're they just want more money and i don't know he he posted about t- took like a year long process for them to basically be like yeah we're not going to recognize your black belt but when you get promoted by someone who's as legit as they come in John Lewis I don't understand how anyone can say your your black belt isn't really a black belt or not recognize it.
0: Yeah, I mean again, it's it's arbitrary and it's it's stupid. It's it's off. It's one of the things that I I don't really like. Now I think everybody has to register with the IBJJF now. Remember yeah, it used yep, to it yep. just used to be black belts and then it was black and brown belts and now it's everybody. Yep. So like you have to register, so you have to pay a registration fee and then you have to which is fine which is fine, but like you're kind of putting people who don't compete all the time in a tough spot because then it comes down to, are you really going to just, yeah
1: you know? Well, so there was a, I saw a report in Jits Magazine and like, to be fair, their source on this was an Instagram account that at the time of this recording has 17 followers and they have two posts. The one was uh, basically a chart that said the IBJJF has 49,000 members and they're making like $1.7 million every year just from membership fees, not from tournaments. or Yeah. But again, like, I don't know how legit that number is. It's coming off of a random person on Instagram. But, I mean, even if you look at that, like how many people there are that have memberships, that they're is... making money, that they're going to try to rake Ensign over the coals for 400 bucks to recognize his Black Belt.
0: And it makes you wonder how many times that this has happened. And maybe this is only coming to light now because it's fucking Ensign. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because he's the, you know, and he has a, a platform to kind of voice his frustrations on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a problem. But... With that being said, <clears throat> I'd be JJF. We'll see you soon. Cool your Jets. We'll, 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 we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll be to a couple of your tournaments.
1: Now, we mentioned his lineage, and John Lewis had promoted him, and for those who don't know about John Lewis it's a worthy Google search to learn more about John Lewis. How much should lineage play into the reputation of an individual competitor? Like how much does just a person's lineage affect how they're viewed in the community? Oh, it's, it's huge. I know it is huge, but should it be huge? Should it have a big impact? Like do you do you respect somebody more because their instructor was promoted by whoever?
0: No. I no. And I think once it goes past the initial like who did you receive your black belt from, you know, I think that if you re- receive your black belt from somebody with some notoriety, it it goes a long way.
1: Like early days of mainstream jiu-jitsu, it was close enough to the beginning of the sport that you could say like, "Oh, he got a black belt from hoist Gracie so he's a hoist Gracie black belt but just like as more time goes on there's going to be more space between the quote-unquote founders of jiu-jitsu and the people they promote to black belt yeah I I agree
0: I I just think this is wrong this guy is a a trailblazer for you know MMA he fought over in Japan like he was um, in the
1: very first ADCC super fight against Mario Sperry
0: okay did you know that I actually read it I read it today I, I I did read it. To, I didn't know
1: that. I, I wasn't watching jujitsu at that time. So it wasn't no. on my radar, but but I mean, he's, he's legit. Um, but the, I think part of what got Ensign. He did, also, he, he demoted, himself. demoted
0: himself to purple belt like two years ago.
1: But again, he demoted himself to purple belt for like a week because he had taken time off and he felt like he wasn't doing his black belt justice because he wasn't up to date on what was happening in the sport. And John Lewis, who, who promoted him to black belt, like gave him his blessing to demote himself and then he re-promoted himself to black belt like a week later so maybe that threw a wrench in it but again you're still the person you are regardless of
0: so here's a hypothetical completely hypothetical we scenario. love hypotheticals say you own a school one day Hyp again hypothetical Hypothetical. and say you own it with a, a guy who's handsome and considerably more muscular than you and just, you know, is this
1: a hypothetical for me or a hypothetical for you?
0: No, like a hypothetical for me would be like, say, you went to jiu jitsu school one day with one of your friends who could pass as, you know, one of those people that you adopt on TV for like at three o'clock in the morning for a penny a day because he looks like he's starving.
1: <laughs> with Sarah McLaughlin songs playing in yeah, the background. Oh,
0: it gets me every time. Somebody comes into your school and they have a brown belt and they're obviously not a brown belt, but you can verify that they got their brown belt from somebody. Do you allow them to train as a brown belt?
1: I think it depends on how bad they are as a Brown. If they can't do an arm bar from the guard, then I would have to have a conversation about like, yo man, like let's talk about it. But
0: we, if you can verify that they got their, and here, here's the lineage thing if you can verify that they got it from somebody and then maybe reach out to their instructor talk to them, like and they earned it i'm totally fine with that like especially if they're taking time off and yeah yeah
1: i mean because again you don't know everyone's life story someone might have got a brown belt two years ago and didn't train for six months because there was a global pandemic and they came back and maybe they weren't as good yeah i
0: know somebody like that but anyway um I'll send you the YouTube video. It has to be available. There was a guy who was a brown belt for eleven years, mm. and then he took he took a shit ton of
1: time off and then he came back and he got his black belt so I think but again, like you said, like lineage if Marcelo Garcia gave someone a brown belt, like not they were a Marcelo Garcia brown belt because they trained at a Marcelo Garcia association. Marcelo Garcia himself put the brown belt around them yeah. No matter how bad they yeah. were, quotes, when they came in. You're,
0: yeah. Justin yeah. Lesko and Mike Callahan are going to take a Marcelo Garcia brown belt yeah, off of a guy absolutely. and say, hey, buddy, you're absolutely. not – Yeah.
1: No. But, but again, if you wait enough time, anyone who Marcelo Garcia promotes to black belt is going to promote someone to black belt. And that person is going to promote someone to black belt. So the very last person I just mentioned – Gets watered down. It's going to be three steps away from yeah, Marcelo Garcia. Yeah. So by them saying they're a Marcelo Garcia black belt, yeah, so. yeah you are. You are. But – I think you should look more at
0: the who pro- instructor who promoted yeah.
1: you and who promoted your instructor. Yeah. Anything more than that, I think, it doesn't really speak to your true abilities, especially when you have guys who own associations all over the world. So you might, like, I'm a brown belt right now, and if I opened a school and I had Keenan, you know, I was a Keenan association, and Keenan promoted me at a seminar to black belt, I would have a Keenan Cornelius black belt, but... That's not like me saying I'm a Keenan Cornelius Black Belt is both true, but it's also I didn't train under him the whole time to become a Keenan Black Belt. I'm just a member of his association. So I think looking at lineage now, the way it was looked at in 2005, it's very different.
0: Yeah, because the sport has grown considerably. And, um, you know, past the initial – and here's the other thing. Just because you're a Black Belt under somebody, like – I feel that there is an expectation for your style to kind of mirror theirs or, you know, and it it just doesn't happen. Like people develop their own games and develop their own styles. And, um, you know, just because you're a Marcelo guy doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, be out there hitting butterfly sweeps on everybody and and hitting guillotines on everybody. I mean, I think that that kind of gets... It, it's a misconception that's out there too. Um, past the initial instructor, I don't think it really matters. Like, who did you get? Like you said, who did you get your black belt from? That matters. Yeah. Okay. And, and and
1: you should be proud of who your instructor is. I'm not saying you shouldn't be proud that so and so gave be. you their, their their belt. And if you're not, maybe you should leave
0: to go somewhere else. You
1: should examine why maybe you're not. you
0: should go and and find
1: somewhere else to train. If you're not, I think one of the thing that bugs me is. I hear this conversation all the time at tournaments and at jujitsu shows when someone will say, like, oh, he's a black belt. And someone won't say, like, under who or where do they train? It's like, oh, what's their lineage? I don't really
0: – I don't give a
1: fuck. It doesn't matter to me outside of who promoted them. And on the flip side, the one good thing about lineage and being able to track who promoted whom yeah. and when – is that it helps root out like fake black belts who are just giving themselves black belts or you get blue belts who are promoting people to purple belt, despite the fact that they shouldn't be like, it keeps a little bit of legitimacy when you can yeah. track who a black belt came from. So on that end, I get the IBJJF wanting people to register as black belts and keeping tabs on that sort of thing. But let's, let's be real here and, Ensign is a legitimate black belt and should be able to fly his Academy's flag at IBJJF tournaments.
0: Uh, yeah. And if it is purebred Guam, there's a guy out there whose name is uh, Steve Roberto. And just, I follow those guys on on Instagram. And I don't know if it, I don't know if Ensign's school is purebred Guam, but if it is, like, they have fucking killers out there. Like, yeah. it's not, na- this has, this is, if this is the case, and I could be completely wrong, but if this is the school that they're talking about, this is a prime example of how it has nothing to do with legitimacy, and it's all about fucking money because they have killers out at this school, from what I've seen on these, on these, um, on on these Instagram posts. So well, uh, I,
1: Ensign is a he even posted that he's affiliated with BJJ United, and he can his students can still compete and fly the United tag flag, team, tag yeah. team flag. Yeah, so it
0: has to be. Yeah
1: so i mean obviously he's Fuck got that shit obviously he's got incredible students and he's been a black belt for like 21 years at this point so 21 years yeah shit someone pay the 400 dollars so they can
0: somebody give ensign somebody pay 400 for ensign not that he doesn't have it but just out of his out spect, of principle out of his spec his spec for his all right so we just wanted to take a second to let you guys know what's coming up this week on our patreon account
1: yeah i just posted our outtakes video from back in september and i'm working on another technique breakdown which you should see that posted in a few days it's actually one of my favorite submissions of all time and it's the twister so make sure you look out for that
0: and i'm going to be putting up a a quick instructional on a deep half guard transition into the saddle so be sure to look out for that as well
1: patreon.com slash that jujitsu podcast for all the bonus content we have tiers there that start as little as $3. The link's in the description below, patreon.com slash that jujitsu podcast. You want to say back to the show? And now back to the show. So in the jiu-jitsu news section of the world, this is sort of a a live story at the time of recording this. So by the time this comes out, it might be, be yeah. all different details. So Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier were... Chatting on Twitter, right? Connor challenged Poirier to do a charity match because you in know a, Poirier does all that stuff with his charity. Like right. he always donates, he auctions off his like fight kit from every yeah, fight. Him and his
0: wife are, are really, really, really big uh, in in uh, I forget what the charity is. I think
1: it's um it's called Good Fight or something.
0: Whatever it is, they so Connor knows this, and you know Connor McGregor is just he he has to must get drunk and just start fucking hammering out tweets like he has to there's no explanation like you
1: know what there's no no one can accuse conor mcgregor's manager of running his twitter account oh no yeah this is is him is is always getting Uh, caught like forgetting to switch out of accounts tweeting for his fighters that's not his manager i'm just saying that's like a fake Yep. it's conor tweeting i almost guarantee you
0: oh i know it is and he's a he's a but he's a fucking idiot but this was actually this legitimate. Was it was never going to happen because God forbid one of those guys gets fucking hurt in that match, and they're not under. They're you know. Yeah. So Conor basically no.
1: he was like, "Let's do uh, basically a sparring unified, match, unified, unified rules. MMA rules."
0: He was going to donate five hundred grand to to charity, and he was going to fly Poirier and his, his team family, out and everything. Yeah, and he and like it. It was legitimate, like I. It, but. But again, the offer
1: was legitimate. I knew from the start that that the UFC was never going to let it happen. Yeah, they're they're both UFC fighters. Whether Connor says he's retired or not, we've talked about this in the past. Yeah, you can't. Dustin Poirier is not retired and is an active UFC fighter. Connor keeps insisting that he's going to box Manny Pacquiao, which I don't think will ever happen. But I'll watch it. I I would watch it if I'm not excited about it. I don't think it'll ever happen. I was
0: actually at a bachelor party the night that he fought Floyd Mayweather. It was. I think it was like May fifth or something in two thousand fifteen or May was August. Something. I remember it being in August. One hundred percent was not in August. It was the first weekend of May. May third, maybe? May fifth. Fact checking. Say it out loud.
1: August twenty sixth, two
0: thousand seventeen. Oh. You know what it you wanna know what it was? Just say I'm right. Before we just say I was right. You're right. Because the Pacquiao Mayweather fight was May of two thousand fifteen. I was wrong.
1: Cool. And we can finish up for the night. I hate I'm done. that um, Hated. So then at the time of this recording, the UFC claims they offered a UFC main event to yeah. actually have them fight again because they fought before in like 2014. They fought. Yeah. 178, I think it was. And I think
0: it was the same card that Rockhold beat Weidman. That could be. I mean, fact
1: checking. He's just trying to double down on facts because I was right.
0: I'm not. I, I throw facts out all the time. I'm, no, it wasn't. Should have challenged me. Demetrius Johnson versus Chris Cariasso.
1: So we know who was carrying that card, and it wasn't Mighty Mouse. So they already fought once. Connor again, is insisting that he's boxing Manny Pacquiao and that he's not fighting in the UFC. Dustin Poirier agreed to do this charity event with Connor. So the question becomes, how does Dana White play this? Because he's not going to let two fighters, whether it's a charity fight or not, like there's still a risk of injury no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Is he gonna block a charity? Is he gonna just say, oh, I'll donate the money and you guys don't fight? Like I don't know how it's gonna play out, but I think I would enjoy watching them fight again.
0: Yeah, it would be a good fight. I mean Poirier's uh, improved considerably. Um I don't like I don't think Poirier will ever be a champ, but Poirier's one of those guys like a like a cowboy. Like he'll yeah, be yeah, yeah. you know, a two through a five guy, you know. Um I don't know. I, I think that he could potentially beat McGregor, um, he'll, but he'll never beat Khabib, and he no. won't beat Gaethje. Uh,
1: I, I might disagree with you that he could beat Gaethje. G- Gaethje, Either way, well, we we'll, Either way, if that fight ever happens, we can have a, a whole show debate about it, but I don't know. I would like to see these two guys raise a bunch of money for charity. I don't really care if they actually do fight or if Dana pays it himself to prevent them from fighting. Or if they fight in the UFC as an actual fight and they still donate money, like, you guys already said you are going to donate money Yeah, to Poirier does that anyway, donate the money. you know what I mean? And plus,
0: you're going to get paid for it this time, so donate yeah. your purse. Or like, yeah. you know, McGregor will make millions and millions and millions. I was going to either do the Trump thing, billions and billions, and the, but then I, then I went and did the, the Rock. You kind of combined them? So. The millions
1: and millions... Podcast followers. So them doing charity is awesome and it kind of leads us into our major fight announcement for the night. Yeah. I am gonna be competing at a Tap Cancer Out event in November in Philly. If you're not familiar with Tap Cancer Out, they do charity jujitsu tournaments yep. for obviously cancer research and cancer charities. Yeah. It's November seventh in Philly. Uh it's obviously the first tournament or first fight or first Competition. Since
0: fight to win,
1: since since fight to win before the pandemic, yeah. so I would still say I'm not training 100 like I normally do Work for a there. fight like this. We're It'll getting working, but I really don't like really, It's weird to say it's one of the times I don't really care about the win or the loss. Oh, um, we care. I want to win. I'm gonna do my best to win, but I'd rather raise a bunch of money for losers.
0: Talk, cry about giving the best. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. Is that the Rock? The movie The Rock. Yeah, the not the Connery, yeah. yeah Sean Connery said it to Nicholas yeah, Cage, yeah. and Nicholas Cage goes,
1: "She was the prom queen."
0: What the fuck was her name? I think it was Carla. Carla was the prom queen.
1: So I'd rather raise money than anything else so i'll put the link to the fundraising below in the description if you want to check it out break out
0: the checkbook so this is only a so tap out cancer or tap cancer out has typically done jujitsu tournaments yeah and um last year they started doing um submission only showcases which are super fights Uh,
1: similar to how fight to win runs a show or
0: who's number one. And they they had people in the arena and everything. And it was, it was really cool. It was, it's well run their tournaments. If you ever have the opportunity to do one of their tournaments, it is one of the most effective um, and efficient in terms of how they run it. It's crazy down to the minute, you know, when you're going to compete. But with uh, the pandemic and everything, they couldn't have everybody in this building so they've limited it to just there's no spectators but it's Uh,
1: streaming on facebook you can watch it on facebook for free so if you don't want to donate because you're not gonna be able to watch the match you can watch the match it'll be on facebook you can
0: watch yeah you can watch justin and his handsome corner man
1: yeah brian white's gonna come with me and uh
0: it's not gonna happen it's the second time he joked about that and it's just not even it's not even funny but it's
1: a good organization I'm just excited to raise some money for a charity. I'm excited to do a match again. Obviously, it's great to have something to train for and prepare for again, yeah. but the link's below. Check it out. And if you aren't in the position where you don't have the means to donate, share this post. I'm going to put up about it and yeah. tune in and watch me, hopefully. I think I'm going to go with— uh, It's in the gi, too. It's in the gi, so I think I'm going to go knee bar in the gi. Knee
0: bar. And it's at what weight? 165. And you weigh how much?
1: 172. Tall and like he's wiry. So, right now, the when we're recording this, this is before the Who's Number One event happens it's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night, and it might be the most stacked jujitsu card of all time. Yeah, it's crazy. And we've been trying to figure out ways that we can talk about it, knowing that you're gonna listen to this after yeah. the event already happened, but we would probably just sound like stupid worse than we already do. Yeah, so. You're, we're gonna break down the matches. We're mm-hmm. gonna look into how the whole card played out, but we're gonna do that probably next episode. So we didn't just ignore a major event that's happening. Yeah,
0: we're not clairvoyant. Just the schedule—that means we can't see the future.
1: Just thank you for explaining. Just I the just the schedule doesn't line up for us to talk about it in enough time to get this episode out. So we're that's good. coming. Stay tuned.
0: Yep. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to put links below to our social media pages as well as to our YouTube page. If you go to our YouTube page, you can find video versions of all of our episodes. So go
1: there and check it out. I'm also going to link to the Tap Cancer Out charity fundraiser that I mentioned earlier. And I'll link to our Patreon. Like I said earlier, we have a lot of bonus content coming out in the next few days. Make sure you check it out. Patreon.com slash That Say, See you next time
0: see you next time. I want to do mine again. See you next time. That's what I want to do again. I'm just kidding. Sorry. You all have to watch that again.
1: We'll see you next time. See you next time.